0: Listen and subscribe to The Table of Truth on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to The Table of Truth. This is Blurred Lines. We're here recapping The Expanse final season six. With me, as always, is...
1: The other Cam, the one black man that hasn't watched Spider-Man yet, so whatever. (laughs) As well as...
2: Uh, This is Josh, a.k.a. Josh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And rounding out the four is.
3: It's D, the professor. I'm going to drop knowledge, the hard truth, as always.
1: A.k.a. burn through everything in a week.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, machine mind yes
1: um all right so
0: we're at episode two final season of expanse um this episode was called the azure dragon uh synopsis real quick with an unexpected passenger aboard the rastanate holden and crew undertake a dangerous mission and could shift the pa- the, palace, the balance of power in the war drummer decides to make an uneasy alliance and philip wrestles with his guilt
1: aka this nigga dumb <laughs> dun, dun, dun. okay let me let me start off uh these last two episodes have started off with This Girl and This Dragon. I have no idea what this is about or what it's going to lead to. Uh, somebody in this chat may know uh, some foreshadowing, <laughs> um, but uh, I'm still confused. Uh, we were mentioning offline, Josh, you were talking about, or Cam, you were saying that some of the uh, hardcore Expanse folks are not into the show as much. Josh was kind of expounding on, like, this is a slow burn season. season. Um, if you guys want to further elaborate that. I mean, I like it. I'm not familiar with the expanse, the lore and the books and whatnot, but you guys convinced me to watch it. I've been hooked every since. So um, to those who may not like it, I don't understand, but maybe you guys can compound, expand on that a little bit. Yeah, man, I'm I can slow learn. Learn.
2: It's not, yeah. you know, it's not the typical show that has like, you know, act one is this and act two is that and act three is that like, it's got its own structure. It follows the books as D'Angelo can attest. Um, it follows the books pretty closely. And it doesn't need to do anything that it doesn't, you know, as, as cryptic as this sounds, it doesn't need to do anything that it doesn't do. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 got its own it's it's got its own movement. It's got its own pacing. And it does the job, in my opinion, like it doesn't it. There's no wasted screen time. There's no wasted, you know, there's no time wasted on. On needless exposition everything happens for a reason everything that's included in the show does what it's supposed to do so you know for me i i they've earned my patience they've yep. earned all of my
0: patience yeah and so, was, i actually uh, i was talking to someone um that hasn't seen it yet and i kind of that's how kind of described it i was like it's a deliberate slow burn but then there's a payoff and they land the plane every time Every I think time. That, so I think with that, it allows me to be like, I'm not, I'm not like, this is the final season, but they're treating it like almost like another season. And so there's not like, oh, we got to rush to make sure we, we tie up all these loose ends. They're like, no, 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 we're telling a narrative. This is where we're going. And this mm-hmm. is how it's going to do it. Um, and there's already been foreshadowing that there might be a couple of things um, released later on down the road. There might be a movie, there might be a couple of movies, whatever, whatever. The final book just released. Um, uh, was it two weeks ago, D'Angelo? Something like that? Uh, yeah, it was uh, November 29th. Yeah, it's three weeks ago. So, um, but yeah, for this episode, we got to see uh, the return of uh, D'Angelo's love interest. Uh, Bobby Oh (laughs) she she finally gets some action again because she's bored as hell just being a a politician which is hilarious (laughs) um but also too you get to see some of redemption for um for peaches because you know she has been you know she was a a major villain in like one and one whole arc of a story and now she's been kind of like putting in that work to kind of show that she's like hey I'm actually here to try to you know be a part of the crew. Like, at this point, I like her more than Naomi because Naomi's fucking up all the time.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, Naomi. Why do you a, hate uh, black women? Ah, uh,
1: damn it. <laughs> Naomi's super... Why do you hate black women? Can. Sorry, I say that again? Say that again, I said
3: Naomi is uh, really traumatized at this point. You know, yeah. she's like still dealing with... Um, you know, the aftermath. It's funny because Naomi is sort of hit with her traumas all at once since, you know, uh, physically she was kidnapped and had to go through probably the worst form of escape and
1: survival <laughs> ever, which is survive the vacuum of space. space. Yeah, um, well, you know, let's put it like this. There's just two things I'm not sure. Maybe D'Angelo, you can uh, explain this. Now, with sure. Amos... Not Amos. Uh, what was the guy that they bumped off the show that died? The character's name, Alex. 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 Yeah. If he didn't die, would P just be on this ship? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that I know. Um, I thought that was just something they wrote in, right? What? But it, like you said, with Naomi, uh, it's almost like a cop that's too personally involved, and they need that leave and takes time away from this case. It seems like that's for Naomi. She needs to take a step back and take a step back because a lot of her oh, decisions, oh, a lot of her oh, decisions yeah. are being very impacted by her own personal behavior, especially in last season, um, yeah. dealing with her son being alive, being that who her once partner, who is on the other end of the spectrum and her dealing with fighting her own people. Yeah. She's got some, some things to grip with, you know, yeah. on one side, she wants to do the moral rights thing, but on the other side, she's, she's the, uh, she's a belter at heart, you know? So,
3: yeah. yeah. And I think that was the whole, that was the, the real thing that they had established, you know, even starting in the last episode and continuing over to this one, she is a belter. And now she is,
1: um, Belter Loda.
3: (laughs) Belter. She was the belter who fought the inners and the oppressors. And now here she is at the moment of supposedly Belter Mm -hmm. prominence. Um, uh at serving as an arm to break that to bring that down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that that definitely is felt and seen in the characters, um, I think actions and behavior. I, I think for me, one of the things that I like about the character, because I agree, she's this, these last, first two episodes, she's kind of had these moments where you're like, ah, come on, Naomi, <laughs> you better than that. Like, uh, for just a quick example, I was saying this to Josh in a joking way, like when Bobby is like, <laughs> you know, I'll board the Azura Dragon and I'll make short sure work of the four, the four, uh, belt.
0: Yeah, the four belters ever on it. Snarky
3: yeah. remark like, you know, sure you will. I'm like, but Naomi, like, that's Bobby though. Like, Bobby would make short work of Earthers, Martians, <laughs> belters. Like, anybody. And
1: yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what Naomi and uh, Bobby gonna do against Peaches, man. Like, y'all got yeah, Peaches. exactly. Pe- Peaches got the dental implantation. that could take all you guys out with a blue eye. So y'all can you know, basically, basically,
3: yeah. And I think that's the that was the whole thing is that you know. Bobby is a weapon even without her armor, but especially with her armor, she's a super weapon for real. So, you know, it wasn't a moment to get offended, but you know, all those things, like you pointed out cam swirling through her mind and not being able to have a, a break from it because there is no break from it. Right?
1: Yeah. Exactly. During, during
3: the, not only in this, in this great war against Marco, but then there's these looming, this looming alien threat that nobody but hold in this, Really paying attention to so, yeah, although exactly.
2: they do they do a good job of humanizing her, and you know her her whole thing with PTSD from her from her her uh, her spacewalk that nearly killed her. Mm-hmm. It make it, it's not like it, it it's not like it doesn't make sense. You still oh, want to yeah. you know because they're these super heroic characters. You want her to be like you know just plowing through stuff, but you know it is an emotional component to all of this stuff, and occasionally. Mm-hmm. You have a moment where you're like, yo, I nearly died this last yeah. time that I, that, this last time that I did a spacewalk. Yeah. And so playing that up a little bit, while I agree with you, it slows things down a little bit. And you kind of look at the character like, oh, come on, dog. At the same time, makes it sense. does humanize her. It does give, you know, give her a wrinkle and makes her a little bit more, you know, uh, it makes things a little bit more personal. Yeah.
3: yeah and I think- the narrative in a, in a really way that the, that they've been building towards this is a grounded mm-hmm. narrative where these things don't just have a direct a way of solving themselves
0: yeah and also with um with my knowing naomi, naomi kind of like going through her thing that actually leaves an opportunity for someone like peaches to kind of like prove herself to show that she actually like wants to be here she's pro- she wants to be part of the crew so yeah. her like taking up stepping up and in, in like you know Catching when catching Naomi when she falls was actually pretty dope. And then the mm-hmm. moment when Naomi actually helps her, when she was a little bit lost, like, oh shit, I don't know which one it is. Naomi's yeah. walking her through it, she fixes it. And then to, to book in that, Holden comes in. And again, Amos, who's always the best, he's like, yeah, I need to talk to her. He's like, all right, cool, man, go and talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't leave, exactly.
3: Doesn't, and the, the, the quick little pause of Holden looking at him there, <laughs> and then realizing,
0: wait, and just keep going, yep. and, you know. It's earned. so good, it's really so earned. good, mm-hmm. so good. And so when he, when he, you know, chewed her out, but then he still said her as part of the crew, that moment where like Peaches finally feels accepted, you know, there, I thought that was dope. And it kind of, kind of showed that whole part where it shows the beginning of it, the middle, now the end, where he's just kind of like, yo, don't do that shit again if you're part of the crew, you got to make sure this is the team, da-da-da-da, and he left, and then she's, like, you know, happy about it, because now she's. He, that was the first time he actually said that she's part of the crew, which yeah. is a big deal, especially on the Rosanate, where it's, like, you know, they have the same people all the time uh since Alex had passed, you know? Or even well, yeah. before, even Bobby, it's, too. Right? It's
3: one of those definitely humanizing moments where she's... A person that was previously seen as a as a villain is now you know, getting that moment where it's, it's a little bit of redemption, but at the same time, it's not, he didn't, you know, say, Oh, I forgive you. And this is a, but he said, you know, I realized that I made this mistake by not making it clear where you stand on, on mm-hmm. the trip. And, and so here am I, I'm going to fix that. And they, they managed to do that within 40 something minutes, you know, cleared up the mistrust between Bobby and Clarissa, softened the, 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 the The animus between Clarissa, Naomi towards Clarissa, uh, dealt with Naomi's real uh, trauma and probably don't have to return to it because there probably won't be any opportunities for her to do another spacewalk. So Mm -hmm. it's very, very clever, clever, clever. That's why, you know, I, I think I laud about the writing so much. It's not just the um A to Z of what the characters do or what they show us, but just how they
1: strategically put those things into play. Yeah. Cam, you were gonna say something? Yeah, um, a few things. Uh going back to Naomi real quick. How from the beginning of the season she was the most sound of mind to where she is now. Not to say she's crazy or anything. It's just that her decisions can be questioned. Whereas for it was like Oh, that's, Naomi knows the answer. You know, mm. kind of where Holden was kind of like lost, still trying to figure it out. And Like, Holden's now, no hesitation, making yeah. quick decisions. Um, it's funny, it only took two episodes for Peaches to get accepted. She're right; She didn't have a place. There wasn't any resolution from last season going into this season where Peaches stood on the Rosan- Rosanante. Uh, it was just like, oh, she's here. And the cool thing and the simple thing about – Alex is his mind works like a child. You're either in or out. There's no gray area. Oh, I mean, there's, there's no gray area. Excuse me. Not Alex. A- Amos. And mm-hmm. like, he has a childlike mentality, whether it be accepting the truth, et cetera, et cetera. So he looks at peaches and says, okay, will you accept him, he's like, okay, yeah, cool. You Until, uh, until I can't accept you anymore. And it's been like mm-hmm. that. Now, now Amos has, some deeper layers, not as simple as that, because a few episodes back in the previous season, where we get some backstory of who he really is. Yeah. But like I said, it's like you start off with a good grade with Amos until you don't have a good grade, and then you're out of the yeah. circle. Yep. You know? yeah. and that's the beauty Amos, of Amos' character, and, you know.
3: And he's been through a lot of trauma and, and seeing real monsters versus people who are sort of shaped and molded into monsters based, based on their uh, conditions and their environments. And Clarissa was one such monster that he instantly recognized when he had the moment to. Because remember, where, there was a time where Amos was literally trying to kill her. Like he literally acts <laughs> the the priest, ladies, he tells her, like, you're going to regret not killing her. He's like, I can even, I can even... Uh, Set the auto doc to, to <laughs> give her an overdose. She won't kill nothing. Mm-hmm. Told that and told her, "Here, see that. Remember that, and have that in mind." To where he is now it's it does even though he is a a sociopath it speaks to the level of where he is and that what that's what keeps him as okay this is one of the hero characters on on in the story because he can take this person who was literally trying to who murdered people to murder his friend to try to murder his friend and see that there's still some humanity left in her and enough To uh, take
0: the chance of bringing her along on this ride, yeah, and Mm -hmm. I think that um, even like even we talk about all the time, but the last uh, scene and or the second to last big scene in the last season where Amos talks to Holden is hey man, you know, I tried to kill you, you tried to kill me, you know, we we good though, right? You know, (laughs) Holden was just kind of like, yeah, man, we good. He's like, cool, just wanted to make sure you we uh, got that established. All right, you good? And then Peaches comes in, and Holden is like, wait, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah,
3: Yeah,
1: he's like,
0: what just happened? Yeah, (laughs) but But went one extreme to the other. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but at the end of the day, he trusts Amos. So boom, that's all. That's all needs to be said. And I think that even with Bobby, got was like, "Why the fuck is this murderer on your 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 ship?" And he's like, "Yo, Amos, brother, I trust Amos. Then that's all that needs to be said." And I think that mm-hmm. level of trust within that group, especially the dynamic of Holden and Abraham, the very beginning, though, all the way to now, it shows that growth, but it also shows the checks and balances, because if it wasn't for Holden, Amos would be killing people pretty much all the time. <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. And with something that Amos has acknowledged, like, when, when he was on Earth, he said, you know, I got to get back to my ship, because, you know, when I'm out here in the wild, I am I am that apex predator. Like, it, it's <laughs> nothing to me to kill somebody if I need what they have, and, and I feel like that's, you know, it's nothing to him and that you even saw that that was a that was a fine line with Clarissa. Like she wasn't willing to let people just stay behind and die. You know, she wasn't willing to. She, she had a problem with, with killing that guy, even though he had a gun on on them and things like that. So, um, yeah, it is interesting that the the human things that ground these characters and tether them to uh, to each other into this world And then you have this hard science overlayer that where it creates puzzles for them to have to solve. And then you throw the political uh, and war stuff in there. It's just like a recipe for that really good, strong science fiction.
2: And I think it's great that that Amos has that level of self-awareness because he says over like you pointed out, he says over and over throughout. The previous season, yo, I got to get out of here.
0: Yeah, yep. He about know, to slip back bad.
2: to and, and, you. Don't and want some the to he's like, yo, this is bad. I need to get out of here, yeah. <laughs> and not because he's worried about his own, uh, his his own safety. He can handle himself. Yeah. He's worried about what he's going to do being reintroduced <laughs> into that into that situation.
3: Yeah, yeah. He's a chameleon. Like he can. Be dropped into any situation and survive, you know, and he's that's that's what he that's his thing. And so Mm -hmm. he knows himself well enough to know, like, you know, I, I can be the best self if I got this element. Oh, I could be my worst self if I'm in that.
0: Yeah, and I think also it was good that like even in these past two episodes, I- each time he's like, "Yo, man, we ain't getting paid for this. Like, should we get paid?" <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> and everyone was like, "Dude, we're not mercenaries." He's
1: like, "I mean, but still, like, yeah, oh, maybe we could talk to the old lady." Wait, sure, they, you know? in and in, in episode one of season six, they also said we're not mercenaries, but we're not also something else.
3: They're calling in between. Oh, um, uh, Amos Amos said, but we're not
0: soldiers either. Yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. so They're like in between, you know, and I think that's the thing where I like that, you know, Amos is again. He's like, I would actually just rather stay on, you know, on the moon and just drink and hang out. But <laughs> my homies are over here trying to be the heroes again. He's like, damn it.
3: <laughs> yeah. And I, don't, and I don't want to abandon them. And and I think that that's uh, we talked about it the last time. And we see that they're continuing to the show that at the same time that Holden is fully invested in trying to bring down Marco. He's also very much worried about what's going on at the ring gates and in yep. the transit. So um, that to see Amos point that out again, as I said uh, on the last uh, review of episode one, that you see that struggle with Holden. And we've seen this in the past where when he sees big picture, he'll abandon the, the micro, the, the event at hand, what's having exactly. conflict at hand, and so for Amos to say, you know, look, man, don't don't abandon. I want to be out here drinking somewhere yep. on the moon, but it's you that's keeping me here. Yep. Don't get on your prophecy and Messiah <laughs> business right now. We can't afford it. Yeah, if it's going to destroy us. Let it be a surprise.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think, too, it's um, even with um, with Bobby kind of getting back on, because, again, Bobby's a military chick. And, you know, she will snap her neck real quick. And, oh, yeah. you know, and Holden was on some legs. We, oh, we got to destroy the ship, bop, bop, bop. It's like Bobby's <laughs> like, nah, man, old lady said we got to keep it. And he's like, yeah, but we might, you know, And they kept fighting back and forth. But yeah. then, Even in that moment, Holden was like, you know what? there's a reason she's here and let me defer to her, yeah. even though he might not agree with it, but then in the end it was a better thing overall. And I think, yeah. again, that's that level of trust where Bobby went from kind of being that random Martian military chick to a, now a trusted member in their crew. Where, she's the
1: like, liaison advisor.
0: Like, yeah. Like, like, mm-hmm. I'm, it's dope that they, like, tr- they trust her enough, and the old lady too, where it's like, one of my favorite moments from the, all the seasons is when they finally all come back together and the old lady's in the ship and they're all talking. <laughs> Oh, comparing yeah, yeah. notes and stuff like that, kind mm-hmm. of showing that like at the end of the day, they're all kind of reaching towards the same goal. So let's like share info, and, like actually like come together. And so there's a level of trust with all of them where they're just like, all right, I I don't necessarily agree with you, but I trust that you're you're trying to do something good. So let's rock. And so yeah,
3: and I think Holden realized that as well. It's like, yeah, we can easily destroy the ship, it's right here. We have the weapons, it's not a it's not a fighter ship, but if we could get that info. And successfully get it, then we we turn the tide. Um, yeah, that that was that was a great moment when he relented to Bobby because mm-hmm. um, you know obviously, and she put that 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 real command voice in, him, like <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm, I have mission control, command, like this shit will stop when I say it stop, <laughs> and that was it. That was right, it. Yeah. Yeah, let me yeah, let
1: me pose a question, you guys, and I'm jumping ahead again. Um, I guess the previous seasons the, the real enemy was the proto molecule. It's still the enemy now going forward?
3: Well that's a complicated question. I
0: was going <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, yeah, I gotta answer that without spoilers.
3: Yeah. So I can do that. I can answer that without spoilers. I would say that the proto molecule was w- w- Enemy is strong. And this, again, this is without spoiling it. Think about what we saw with the proto molecule. It was never really an enemy as much as it was unknown tech that humans got their hands on and unleashed. And so, um, going forward, the proto molecule is still at play uh, because it's the proto molecule that made it possible for them to have access to 1300 solar systems, new worlds, and, you know, basically create a human galactic empire. So, um, in, you know, in idea anyway, um, if not in practice. So, uh, yeah, it's still, it's still a player on the board. Um, okay. It still, still,
1: I, I was curious board. because it seems like the molecule is taking a back seat to Marco oh and, and his, his devious deeds. In his, so now now, 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 now
0: speaking about Marco and his, uh, his, uh, his, his progeny, <laughs> uh, we got to see the fallout from the, from episode one after, uh, freaking Philip shot his homie and, <laughs> and got th- got basically got thrown in the brig and then he gets out. Cause you know, he got someone, he got support and yeah. I liked in that moment where Marco was like, yo, we would do the same shit that you would do, but then the yeah. next day we'd be ready to grog you're over here fucking up and then still fucking up the next day. It's like, that's, and, and you, and I, I didn't have anyone to freaking bail me out when I did some dumb shit. Like yeah. you do. And you're squandering it. And I think that was a good moment of like, cause I think end of the day, he knows that Phillip's wilding out. That's probably the reason why he's been letting them wild. But then the fact that he crossed that line, that's when it's just like, all right, now that
1: now let's really talk because you, you, you know, know really what I took from that is that he's more like his mother and he's his father and his father mm. failed as a father not built for this. Yep. You I totally
3: know. That too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That that's a, Hey, that's a both great points. Um, Observations about Philip in that he is more like Naomi and, and in more than one way, because now he's starting to realize and understand um, what exactly he means to Marco uh, mm. uh, as opposed mm. to just a, a son and a potential heir. Um, and You know, the the that moment of chastisement, I thought was great because in the first episode, Marco was more on his very much antagonistic vibe where you see him more as a villain than as a human, as a as a as an individual with with, you know, obviously he's committed this this great act, but he did it with a a, with human motivations behind it. and so you see him this week, not as just the leader of the Belter nation and free Navy and terrorists, but you see him in the role of, of a father having to school his son on the way of the world, who, because clearly his son is, is lost. But at the same time, there's a sense of needing to manipulate Philip in everything yeah. that he does. And say, he, he, yep. So there is a bit, bit a good part of that bite edge and edge into in his, uh, Chastising the film. Yeah,
0: Marco's still a bastard at the end. Marcos is still the bastard at the end of the day. Like, he's like, he's like, I'm going to be nice and sweet father figure for two seconds. All right, so who we killing next?
1: Yeah, he's uh, still he's
3: still a, he's still a, a, a narcissistic uh, uh, asshole, basically. Yeah, he's still
1: a terrorist. Man, if he Real. has to go through his son and sacrifice his son for the Yellowstone, he will to get the yeah. mean mm-hmm. thing in. He's trying Definitely. to father figure and shape him in the mold that he is and, and for his people. But if his son is gonna act out, it can't be between him and his son or the the quote unquote liberation of the belters and all that comes with, he'll sacrifice his son. Cause he sacrificed his partner. Yep. You know, Pretty, right. mm-hmm. so. and
0: so and then lastly we have uh Avicerella who's still on Earth trying to like hold this shit together. Um and she's 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 a rare form as always. And um I like that she finally let in um, journalist chick from last season, and kind of like kind of gave her exactly what she, what this journalist chick been wanting to do for the longest time. And she's just like, "Yo, you know, I want you to do your do your do. yeah, <laughs> and, and show people show what, what it is." And I like that they had that that kind of back and forth where she was just kind of like, "Oh, you're trying to make me do some propaganda shit," and she's like, "Nah, I don't need that. Like, you do what you do, and yeah. that just happens to be helping me."
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me. And knowing that the that the problem has always been and always is in in these situations, fiction or or otherwise, when you have an otherism situation, is that it's one both neither side sees the other as human beings as people who have lost things, have stuff to have or estate. You know, it's the whole thing. No one sees themselves as villains in their own story. So yep, if, if we can get. Belters to think about earthers in that way in that their grudges with earthers are not with these individual people that they need to snuff out, but was with a regime or a faction or something like that in the same way that earth and Mars conflict is not with the entire belt. They don't need to go and destroy all of the belt as yep. much as they need to call marco and and the people who feel similar to him so that was that was definitely a good move and shows why vasarala is such a a great political uh maneuver and he, even in that last moment when she's like when monica is like you know you give a good guilt speech and she's like you know i have practice i, I practice all the time in the mirror basically saying you know this is how i I hold that same standard for myself. Like I, I literally will give my, will guilt myself into doing the thing that's hard because that's what needs to be done. So yeah, it's, it's hidden on, on, on all cylinders in, in, in terms of it's getting us from to that point. Uh, I just wanted to make one quick observation about the molecule. It is still very much playing a role but just in very subtle building in the background um the code open is very much about the protomolecule um but again subtle build, being built in the background um and yeah. definitely the whole reason that Marco was able is able to be in the position that he's in is because he was able to trade the sample of protomolecule to the uh rogue uh Martian uh uh breakaway fleet
0: yeah and so i remember that because i rewatched the uh the final episode of last season and then you know as i was watching this one so, and then it reminded me that 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 rogue martian um fleet they went to a planet called laconia and that's so that cold open has been at that spot this both time. so kind of reminded me of that um so lastly final observations, um, like, so far. Like, how are you guys feeling? We got, like, four episodes left. And so I haven't read the book. Only D'Angelo has. But it seems like there's a lot. But I'm I'm curious, how do you guys feel? Are they going to land it? What, what where, What's the consensus? What's the consensus? We'll start with Josh.
2: Mm, I, think, I think what they're going to do is, and D'Angelo and I have talked about this relentlessly, but I feel like what they're going to yeah. do is... They're going to go ahead with the remaining episodes and then either wrap it up with a movie or a, or a couple movies, because there's no way that all the stuff that's dangling out there that they've set up is going to be able to get resolved in four episodes. I don't see it.
0: Yeah, you me know same, same. I do not see it. I'm like, I actually don't even want it to be resolved. Like just tell a good story in six episodes and then they will be like, Hey guys, we got three movies in the can coming later. Cool. Yeah. I'm completely yeah. fine with that. I don't need I don't need a wrap up of every storyline in the next four episodes.
1: Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see how. Uh Cam? Yeah, I'm kind of piggybacking off you guys. Like I said, this is unfamiliar third I'm just kind of rocking the wave. Um, if they do a few movies or two, um I'm okay with I'm okay with unresolved resolutions because we've seen in previous shows where, where we hmm. tried to rush story arcs and fit a thing in like six <laughs> episodes, how bad they can go. Yeah. So I'm yes, willing so to. It. And if this <laughs> says, "Hey, we ended here," we'll read the book, figure out the ending. I'm fine with that too. Hmm. You know, hmm. that's not I a bad. Point. That
3: yeah. That's yeah. uh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that'd be cool too, D'Angelo. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, and obviously because I've read the books, I have kind of a a sense based on what I've seen in the show where they're going and where they're probably going to end it off. Um, I think if where they, where I believe they're going, I think they'll stick that landing because I think there would be two parts to the ending. Uh, but I think a lot of that has to do with what they're setting up for beyond the, the, this iteration of the expand series. Um, Uh, So I think they're going to land, they're going to stick the landing that they're planning um, because nothing indicates to me that they're rushing. Nothing indicates to me that they're, that they are, they're, they're they're paying off things that have been established that are involved in the forefront while, while continuing to build things that they had already been developing on the background. Yeah. Um, You mentioned the Laconia, um, uh, code open. Um, and I think that's a big part of what they're kind of setting up for potential beyond the series um, because there is no way that any, that they're going to wrap the final three books in uh, four
0: episodes of, of yeah, TV. That's, that's insane. Um, I think my only thing I would say is um, I kind of wish that it pushed time length wise i think that i wish they would have went a little bit more bbc level like you know when you do when they were doing like sherlock holmes or anything like that they would usually come in about 120 maybe like 115 like solid time length and i think that they probably got they could have used that time pretty well but overall like i think i'm i'm like said i'm riding the wave man they haven't they haven't let me down i when i tell people i'm like yo this is probably for me personally it's like top three sci-fi show i've ever watched and so and, then, and last season not even finished yet. So I'm 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 super curious to see how it all wraps up. Well, all I'm
1: saying is they need Thomas Jane watchable. So I was like, watch. It. I was like, dude, I got punisher here. I don't know if i to watch this. Oh, you know, cool. He's like, nah, man, give it a chance. He's That's like, I know so it's funny. Thomas Jane, but you gotta watch it. I, like, right. I think
3: we all we all had to get over the Thomas Jane uh, Issue for because that, that was the same thing when the before I knew all that I know now and before I was actually watching, uh, I saw the trailers I saw I was like, there were two things, the fact that it was a sci fi series. And that Thomas Jane was, little, was apparently <laughs> was like, like
2: the same thing when okay. I recommended it to two both of you. Like, but two Thomas strikes. Jane, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Where are you, are you, where are you taking me?
3: Yeah, and, <laughs> and the fact that it was on Sci-Fi. That those were the two things that I. Every time I thought about the Expanse, because there was I kept moving towards it because I had already known that it was the books were praised like highly praised by George R. R. Martin. So I was like, okay. At the very least, the story is probably worth checking out. Don't, don't. On sci-fi, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I'm glad I was. I gave it a chance, man, because I was totally wrong, totally yeah. off, and uh, definitely. Top three sci-fi, um, and probably will finish as my number
0: one. I can, I can almost guarantee it. Will. I'm moving, I'm moving there. I'm moving there too. All right, fellas. Well, this has been Blurred Lines Table of Truth, and we are out. Peace, peace. peace. peace.